today I am uh, with Sharmila and uh, we have been uh, looking at education learning from uh, so many different perspectives but today we want to have a look at it from a child's perspective and uh, Sharmila is uh, um, is well connected with uh, the homeschooling and unschooling community of India and listeners who are new to this idea uh, need to have a little bit of your background sharmila so uh, in brief if you can tell us a little bit about your background from where you are coming like a short story uh, please uh, share your story so that the listeners can understand thank you saurav for inviting me for this podcast and it is indeed a huge honor to be talking on your platform Uh, so to begin with uh, i'm a mother to three children and uh, in numerous non-human uh, uh, creatures in my house uh, we my my quest around education learning and uh, children basically children their growth their development has been uh, has been there for quite some time in fact uh, i would say ever since i uh, was around 14 15 years old and i started teaching children as you know as a as part of earning some pocket money so i used to take tuitions right from there till now it's it has been a long journey of probably over 30 years and with every uh, child that i have interacted with or related to i have learned something new about children and how they grow how they develop um we also in our journey um in homeschooling and schooling i think one needs to also understand the history behind why we got into unschooling so so i am also a graduate in social work i've done my post graduation in social work with and my constant focus has been with child development so working with children in various vulnerable situations right from children of prostitutes to children from slum areas children of migrated populations have uh, worked with everyone and uh, and the only question that kept bothering me all the time throughout my journey with children has been that who is hearing the ch- child's voice are we really giving importance to what the child has to say or what the child is thinking feeling or is it always through the perspective of the adult as to how they perceive a child how they look at what the child is thinking feeling how the child is making sense of the world around them so this question has constantly come into my purview whenever i've been with children and uh, i think i really got into depths of un- understanding the answers or uh, finding the answers was after my children were born especially my oldest uh, uh so because that was a child that i saw grow from a small speck to a complete human being he's 18 years today uh now and uh, yeah so that's that's a little about me um maybe i can 
talk now about what did I learn uh, from my son and how my understanding towards uh, child development and who is a child uh, grew and changed after my son was born. So when my son was born, I literally could see him learn on things on his own. And it's not only about walking and talking or crawling and, you know, the usual motions of life, but uh, also understanding what the person in front of him is thinking, feeling and adjusting one's behavior according to that. So, um, so when he was really little, in fact, Aditya, um, I think it was a joy to be with him and to see him grow. He was a quick learner, but maybe it was also because I did a lot of talking with him and I it was a constant uh, chatting between me and him even when he was a little baby that uh, got him to notice things, observe things and also make sense of things and language development too took place very quickly. So by the time he was one, he could uh, express himself in a few words in Marathi. Marathi was our local language, is our mother tongue. And by the time he was one and a half, he could speak Marathi fluently and he could make sentences and he could express what he was thinking, feeling. And um, so that was uh, amazing to watch. Um, Around two, when he started going to a daycare, he picked up English very quickly. And by the time he was two and a half, he was fluent in speaking English. And by the time he was around three and a half, four, he could read. And uh, one thing with him was that he started writing and he learned the alphabet on his own, just through observation around him, alphabets, numbers. He learned to write them too on his own. And the kind of questions that he would have, like, okay, what is a shadow? Why do you see it? Do uh, Why do you say you see it only when the sun is there? You can see a shadow even when there's a light bulb or a street light or even at home you see shadows. So he had questions which were really deep and interesting. Um, he constantly questioned the usual norms. So he said, leaves are not always green. Uh, uh, and why do you call an orange an orange? As you know, those kind of questions he would have. Uh, so with him, I, I, you know, I started making sense of children being, um, you know, these dynamic little beings, their mind working over time to make sense of things around them. And they would, and he would depend on uh, not only the answers that I gave him, but these answers had to make sense to him. He had to feel that, yes, these answers are right. And these answers are, um, are making sense, basically. So that was when I realized that children are not like, you know, uh, beings with, you know, empty pots in which you fill information and give them knowledge or give them information, but they are constantly using all their senses to make sense of the world around them. 
and these senses are all five senses so it was never like i'm only seeing something and understanding he wanted to touch feel taste uh, all hear the sounds around him to make sense of things so that was um, so that's the first point that i would like to make today in this podcast is that children are not innocent little beings they are not clean slates that have to be filled in but they are meaning making machines they are uh, and they use their thoughts feelings and their senses to make sense of things around them and once i saw this in my oldest son i could see i was a lot more comfortable with the next two so i have three children as i mentioned earlier um so the second one uh, grew who uh, with the older one as his uh, uh, as the you know the peer or the uh, older sibling that one looks up to so i didn't have to do much now the older sibling was the one from whom the younger one learned everything like like a mentor until but this was until he was around 6 years old so until he was 6 his brother was everything to him he followed the older one like a tail and the older one was also fine with that but once he turned 6 he started realizing that he doesn't need to be in the shadow of his brother and he can do things independently and he just bloomed and that was when i realized that uh, by default probably he was his comfort zone was his brother but once he realized that he didn't have to be in the comfort zone of his brother he just bloomed in a different way he realized that his likes and dislikes his wants his desires his interests were way different from his brother and now he started doing different things so once again i realized that uh, he too was a meaning making machine he too was uh, uh, was somebody who was constantly trying to make sense of the world around him and with him i also noticed that he was trying to understand what it meant to him so the i in my second one was uh, more apparent because he was also vociferous in saying this is what i want maybe in the earlier with the earlier uh, experiences i didn't notice that element too much because maybe i was also not aware as a parent that i have to think about the agency of each of my child um the third one has been a complete joy because i had uh, unconditioned myself to as part of the expectations of what a parent should be and how a parent should behave so with my earlier two there were a lot of elements of uh, uh, me teaching them about the good and the bad the right and the wrong me talking to them and telling them about this is the way things are done and we have to follow but with my daughter it was completely different so because i had unconditioned i had deschooled myself too and i had realized that it's not about me forcing my ideas or the traditional norms and practices of life but it is about she making more sense about them and following them because she believed in them or she felt this is what 
I need to do. So she also had a lot of questions. She used to, uh, she found it very different uh, uh, to be with us and to be with the external world because the external world would want her to behave in a particular way, especially being a girl child too. Oh, and uh, we were more open to uh, free, her freedom, her autonomy and her choices. So right from... Uh, you know, when she was around one, one and a half, what clothes she would like to wear, what food she would like to eat. And if she didn't like to eat whatever was cooked at home, that was also okay with us. So, so it was, it was a very different journey with her, whether she wanted to go out, whether she wanted to play with somebody. Um, earlier with my boys, it would be more like, uh, cooperate with all your friends, share your toys, uh, don't make a mess when you're going uh, outside. Now, it was a little different. It's not that uh, we were all about creating messes and uh, my daughter or, or my children talking in any which way they wanted to with their friends and not sharing their toys at all. But now I realize the difference that if I wanted them to share, it's not because... I am asking them to, but it is because they feel like sharing and also respecting the fact that if they don't want to share a toy, there is some thought process behind it and they have a reason behind it, which they may or may not be able to express and being okay with that. So Tara, uh, my daughter, she we never really forced her to do anything. And surprisingly, we saw that she always wanted to share. She always wanted to be with other friends. She wanted a group of uh, uh, other children with her. And that, this was from a very young age. And there were times when she would say, but this is mine. And that would also be okay with us. And we would respect and we would tell the other child that this is hers. So she will tell you if she wants to share and when she wants to share it with you. Uh, so it was never now like, you know, you have to do this or you have to do that. Oh, he's asking. They have come to our house. So you have to give it. But now it was a different polite way of, uh, of saying no when you don't want to do something. So... So this has been a huge difference and I have seen that uh, all my three children, once I started respecting the fact that they were individuals who could make sense of the world, they started perceiving me differently too. Now it was no longer I, me as their mom and they have to listen to me and that's how it is. It, is, it was more about them expressing their reasoning behind not wanting to do something or doing or wanting to do something in a particular way so so that's where our relationship also changed we became more of friends we became more of uh, people who have mutual genuine respect towards each other and uh, it's always said no that when you speak to an adult you never force your ideas upon them. It's considered to be rude. It's considered to be unacceptable. And we constantly say that you have to accept everybody else the way they are and accept their ideas. Once I started accepting my children the way they are, they started accepting people around them the way they were. So now there was never a problem of... Uh, you know, behaving in a particular way just to please somebody or just to uh, make somebody feel happy. 
it was more about okay you want to do something your way you do it my way i'm going to do it my way yeah, or there were times when we used to have friends of aditya over at our place he would play with them for a little while and then he used to be in his room reading a book even respecting something like that and telling the other children that you all continue playing you all don't want to have him all the time with you it's okay and you all he's been absolutely okay with you using any of his toys any of his things as long as you all are playing and you all are happy so just be just seeing that children can be in their own spaces and they don't have to be into each other's path all the time so that was also something that um that i have seen experienced and i have and somewhere you know as you work with your own children and when you start working with other children the same principles you start applying with them so now i no longer started looking at children as um, children as innocent beings or children who have to be told what to do but now it's more about what would they want to do how would they want to spend their time so my way of teaching in schools also changed so i have been teaching i have been teaching with alternate schools i did a stint for a while worked with a couple of schools and this is where i changed the way i worked with children the way i worked with the, um even the teachers making them constantly see that you know think of things from the child's point of view and not from just an adult centric view so uh, when i used to work in mysore uh, with a school called i can the curriculum that i designed was also along with the children so the beginning of the year we would sit down together make a list of what would they want to learn throughout the year and then we would club them together as themes and even within the theme whenever we started a theme we would talk about how would you want to deliver how would you want to learn this theme and kind of include i was quite impressed by the multiple intelligence theory so try and include all different activities which uh, include all different intelligences were uh constantly there and even when i worked with children it was more about natural consequences and not artificial consequences that i put on them just to make them comply and make them listen so these were the changes that came in me gradually um uh, sometime in 2017 my son who was going to an alternate school decided that he no longer wanted to go to the alternate school also which was supposed which was quite open and he said he would like to be more at home and be homeschooled uh, and since i am a teacher i could teach him um and at the same time we saw there was an unschoolers camp so we i kind of asked him whether he would like to go uh to the camp and he was quite happy he was he was just around 10 and a half or so at that time and he went for the camp uh, one thing that i would like to mention over here the organizers did not speak to me about uh, whether my son wanted to join the camp or not they constantly said that we have to communicate with your child so this was kind of a reinforcement to me that yes they also look at children 
as equal partners as people who uh, don't have to be babied and it's not the parent who is taking the decision that the child can take his own decision of whether he wanted to attend a camp or not so that that kind of you know built my curiosity i wanted to know what unschooling is so after the camp we also attended uh, a learning societies unconference where i met other unschooling parents uh, i was highly impressed by the work uh, um, work and the parenting style of dola das gupta and also um, aditi mathur uh, they run a center called aruhi in bangalore so i was uh, a lot impressed by both of them and we felt that yes this is what we would like to do and we would like to quit schooling and get into unschooling completely um following which following lsuc we also attended a families learning together at udaipur run by uh, manish jain and vidhi jain and that was again when i met many more uh, unschooling parents and there were a lot of discussions on what unschooling is and how the deschooling de phase happens and how i need to uncondition myself and unlearn my parenting styles so uh, there were uh, so though i was forward thinking and though i thought differently there were still many strains of being conditioned a conditioned parent and doing things in a particular way especially you know i was very particular about cleanliness in the house and keeping toys properly and washing the toys every few days and ensuring my children wore proper shoes proper clothes and my boys were more of you know who cares if our socks are not matched and so what if i don't brush uh sometimes or if i don't take a bath and those were completely no no things to me but uh, when i heard and stories of various unschoolers and uh, the the thing that they constantly told me was that with freedom comes responsibility but you have to you have to learn to be okay with their freedom and you should avoid butting in and pushing your thoughts and your expectations on your child it took me some time to uh, it in not some time i would say it took us more than 2 3 years to completely deschool in fact there are times when i feel i'm still deschooling in many different ways because uh, as a parent you know uh, you have your fears you want the best for your children you want their future to be great and uh, uh, you're constantly worried you're anxious because you at the same time you want to do a good job you want to be a good parent you you don't want that thappa of being a, a parent who doesn't care about her children who's not present who's not molding them so you know there is so much that you have in your head about expectations and you build everything on that so deschooling was all about that i won't say i'm completely off fear but now i know how to use this fear in a more positive way or in a more um, appropriate way where i trust and respect my children and their choices and their way of living life so that's the major difference can you can you come to a point uh so how we will define who is a child so 
I look at a child as an individual, a live an alive individual who can make sense of the world around them and with every experience they are storing a lot of information a lot of uh, things in their brains and these past experiences help them work with their new experiences and they kind of uh, help in making sense too so you know when you're born maybe uh, you have experiences of your past life that are there i'm not uh, uh, i'm not sure about that that's a mystery and i would i rejoice the fact that it's a mystery but as they grow when they sense things like you know a mother's warm hands uh, when somebody else picks the child up they can differentiate whether this person is different and it's not the it's not my mom then even the way language develops or even the way you relate and you understand safety and everything the way you uh, know you have strength enough to sit down or to crawl or to walk so children are individuals who are making sense of the world constantly their past experiences play a huge role on what they are going to learn ahead and the way they have made sense of their past experiences play a huge role on what they are going to learn in future we are also children are social beings so they are not existing alone in isolation so they are constantly relating with people trying to understand how other individuals also think and then where do they lie in that equation so they are also constantly making sense of their relationships with others and then they decide how they want to behave with each one so we have often seen and we have i've also often heard parents say that oh the child is very different with his teacher and then at home he is different it, it it's a good thing right because the child knows and has made sense of how he should behave with a particular teacher or a particular friend or a particular uh, relative or even with both the parents he is different he's different he or she is different with the mom as well as the dad so so in a nutshell they are meaning making machines they are uh, i shouldn't say machines because they are also feeling beings so wrong choice of words uh, they are uh, meaning machine making individuals not meaning ma- making machines so they are human and uh, yeah so that's that's what a child is as a parent when we generally think about a child's development we always think that a child is a uh, child needs some kind of a guidance in many aspect of their life so when the idea of guidance comes in uh, naturally from the parents point of view that guidance cannot be compartmental guidance ki mujhe sirf is cheez mein guide karna hai wo to usko pata hai they will guide in all the aspects of their life so do you think that uh, this idea or this notion of guiding a child is the first step towards uh bringing a barrier in their natural uh, learning process so when we look at a child or when we are with a child uh and if we think we are their guide then we expect the child to follow what we say we expect them to believe that since we are their guide we know everything and we are worldly wise and we uh, 
uh, have we have all the answers and they have to follow us so once this have to element comes in anybody's life and whether it is an adult or a child if the have to element comes into the into the one's life then a person feels forced then a person feels they have to do it they have to behave in a particular way and then that is what ruins their ability to think ability to make sense of things and then take a decision on their own uh in fact the next there's a point that i would like to make uh with the audience uh, is about mistakes and the way we perceive mistakes and uh, uh so there have been many a times that my my children too or my children around me um in various settings have made decisions that have either harmed themselves or have harmed somebody else now as parents with the way we are with the way we focus on rewards and punishments positive reinforcements negative reinforcements we often um if there is something where somebody else is harmed like a child gets into a fight with another we immediately reprimand the child we immediately give them a punishment or keep them away from say uh, doing something or we say you're going you're grounded and you cannot go out for a few days or you cannot use your phone or you don't you can't see watch the television or you can't have your uh, gaming time so we bring in these consequences which are negative and however if we simply have a dialogue with the child to understand what triggered the fight what made the child lift his hand or beat up somebody else and we have a non judgmental discussion over it and then we focus on a dialogue where you talk about what could be other ways which were both more of a win win situation to both where both could have benefited if we just simply have a talk around that and leave it and this may not happen immediately this in fact should never happen immediately after a fight has taken place because the emotions are um, running on a high level and when the emotions are very high uh, one doesn't think straight the response is not uh, um, a balanced one it is triggered by uh what you are feeling so if you're feeling anger at that time you're going to retort in an angry manner if you are sad and if you're feeling guilty about it your response is going to be bringing the guilt out so one has to think of it in a uh situation where uh the child or even and this goes for the adult also so when they are they have calmed down so then it's not reaction and it's a response so there is nothing called uh, mistakes these are all part of life and if you don't learn from these experiences then there is a problem in fact whether it uh, you know there could be situations where everything has gone great and you've done extremely well even from that there are certain learnings that you can experience that you can have say for example you uh, you ace your exams you get amazing grades in your exams now what is that doing to you 
what is it that's doing to that particular child and the parent being aware of that becomes important now i have seen quite a few children um they start feeling they are on top of the world and they are better than the other children and they start developing an ego a false ego that i am the best and the others are not as good as me again that's harmful right so a positive experience can also lead to negative consequences and this is where you know a parent uh, or not maybe not a parent also or somebody who is part of the life of their life if they have dialogues on this and they have and and these dialogues are not planned dialogues they have to just come in the course of life so over a dinner table conversation or just while taking a walk with your child or doing some activities together in the kitchen or cleaning the house or folding clothes it's not something where you sit and artificially bring up a topic and talk about it it has to be in a very natural way because then the effect and the impact is a lot more otherwise the child starts thinking oh she's planned this she's thought about this so she is she has something in her mind that she wants to and then once again the whole game of wanting to please the parent or put up an image in front of the parent comes up so and once you a child learns to put up an image then it's very difficult for them to be true to themselves and to be aware of what they are and how they tick and how they relate to people and what are their um, the way they are so yeah so that brings me to the idea of uh, a child's freedom and uh, autonomy you know so how can you elaborate on that if you look at life or if you look at even a particular day in anybody's life not only a child it could be anybody uh, we are constantly making decisions we are constantly deciding what to do whether to get up from the bed whether to get up from this side or the other side what blanket to take at night uh, whether to use the bathroom immediately or uh, go into the kitchen and start working so every every step of our life is actually uh, we are making decisions now how do we make these decisions is crucial to understand so most often uh, are we making these decisions because uh, this is needed for the r this is what is the need of the r or are we making these decisions because oh if i don't do this my dad is going to be angry if i don't do this i'm going to suffer or there's going to be uh, there's some fear associated with not doing something in a particular way so when we talk about freedom and autonomy when will a child know what is the need of the r when will a child know uh, how the decisions that he is taking is going is impacting others and when how would he know he or she know how to make that choice how to make that decision it's only when they experience it right if they make uh, they experience something which doesn't go right with somebody or goes right with someone else and that's how they are also relating 
with the world around them and as i said children are don't live in isolation right they are constantly relating to people around them so uh so this is where i feel freedom and autonomy freedom to make choices freedom and autonomy of choices where they are not influenced by anybody else but they are making sense and making the choices on them by themselves and this doesn't mean that the other individual or the or an adult in their life don't express their opinions or don't say how would they have behaved it doesn't mean that but it is about giving the child the freedom that okay you've heard my side of the story now you make a conscious decision and being okay with it so that's again where the parents role comes in or any adult caregiver or important adult in the child's life that's the role that comes in where the parent is okay with the decisions that the child makes and that once that happens that means the child has his freedom being okay and being with the child in the experience and not stepping apart and saying that oh you did this this way so now it is completely your responsibility you deal with it you know helping the child understand what they are feeling so if you do that you are taking them to a guilt trip right oh ye kiya so i can um, my though my children don't like uh, me giving their examples but there have been occasions when my children have taken certain decisions which uh, which later they feel that maybe they or the decisions that they have taken have not led to positive consequences uh, so i do avoid giving too many examples of because they don't like it again here comes their freedom and autonomy too because uh, there was a time when i was really active on social media and i used to constantly talk about my children and then one fine day my boys came and told me that we we like our privacy we we don't want uh, the world to know what we are doing constantly and uh, so that was a huge learning for me and that was them trying to sh- tell me that we have our freedom and we are individuals who like our privacy so you need to respect that so that was a huge learning for me too so children so with my children now i do avoid giving examples but i would love like the entire community to know that they are normal children they just as they are loving individuals who are happy children at the same time they have their moments when they are angry they are uh, and out of anger they behave in ways which harm other children or harm themselves or even they hurt me at times uh, i think it's more about how you deal with such situations how you work through these situations that become important and not about me telling them this is right or wrong but it is more about understanding from their perspective as well as stating what it did to me or what it is doing to others and that's where the maturity grows uh, one of the things that uh, unschooling children have to deal with is uh, the interaction with children of their own age which typically in a school they get it as a 
daily routine. And here, probably it's not there. So the question is, I'm not saying it is good or bad. This could be good. This could be, uh, it, it would have its pros and cons. And uh, your perspectives on that. So with uh, us, it has been a little different because as parents and as children, we've never been into each other's lives, even before we unschooled. So my children always had uh, a lot of friends around them and uh, um, they were always with other children, with other adults and it was never that they had to constantly spend time just with us and we were the only people in their lives. And this was when they were schooling and they were unschooling. So schooling after hours, they were with friends, playing Free play was a crucial element of their growth. And you can't free have free play with a parent. You free play with other siblings and other peers, right? So wherever we were, wherever we lived, going down and playing was an important element, whether they were schooled or non unschooled. When they started unschooling, my boys did go through phases where they loved their solitude. They loved being with themselves. And we respected that. It, it at times did test me because uh, I was in a phase where I wanted to uh, interact with parents, with other individuals. I was get, I was becoming close to many uns other unschooling parents, and they were it. It kind of I was building my own social circle, and uh, my children didn't want it. My children preferred their solitude. They preferred being with themselves, uh, playing games or reading books, uh, or just. Doing nothing maybe or just being by themselves, I would say. Uh, so I had to respect that and I had to be okay with their solitude. So there have been times when we've had get-togethers in the house and my children, boys were in their room. There were other children who would interact with everybody else uh, in the social gathering, but my children would prefer to be in their rooms and we were okay with it. And once we were okay with it and we let that uh, unfold for them, they both uh, slowly came out of that solitude phase and then wanted to be amongst other children, other peers. That was when my son oldest turned 16. So it took a long time too, I think about three or four years, three years, they must have spent more time with themselves apart from sporadically going for camps and activities. So when my son turned 16, he had also been to Auroville for a few months and he had come back and he said that he wanted to give his examinations. He wanted to give board examinations and he didn't want to do it alone. He wanted to do it with peers. He said that he would like to go back to the learning center he was part of before we started unschooling. So for me as a parent, it was more of I have to make this happen for him because this is what he wants. And this is what, it's, what is his next path in life. 
so i made it happen for him because there are certain things that a parent being an being adults have to make things happen for him he played a huge role because he convinced the learning center that even though for 5 years he hasn't touched academics he can cope and he can do well and he did again this is his choice his freedom he wanted to do it in a certain way and i just helped make it happen within 6 months he gave his board exams and he scored extremely well so similarly my second son he also spent a lot of time in solitude in fact he was my second one is more of a social bird loves having people around friends around him but he went through a phase where he was just glued to his computer almost a year after an episode that had happened with another friend uh, in a in a social setting so there were children playing and there was an episode and post that he didn't want to step out of the house so we respected that too for almost a year he didn't step out and when he was ready he stepped out and things slowly just became different and once again he started interacting with other children playing with them playing football playing badminton uh playing all other games going out with his friends for ice cream and and that was quite surprising because we that was a testing time again for me because i felt oh my god he's such an extrovert he loves being amongst children and he's just with himself but allowing him that space and allowing myself to also keep my <laughs> emotions you know and constantly reflecting on what that is doing to me helped and i learned so much from that experience that children do go through phases where they might want to be with themselves they might want to interact socially so the choice should always be of the children again it can't be an adult saying ki bachon ke sath khelega nahi bahar jayega nahi to bada kaise hoga that's not that's again an adult centric way of thinking right but being okay with what the child wants and being okay with the other extreme also where the child wants to constantly spend time with peers and friends being okay with that also is crucial so when you look at a child uh, not as the child in the in the popular sense of the way but as a child who has freedom who can make choices then you your behavior towards it changes you no longer look at the child as somebody whom you have to tell it's more about rejoicing what the child wants to do and how they want to do it so that was the huge difference with us so it has never been that my children have to find a social circle and i have to make it happen for them uh, in, and i have to force a social circle on them today they relate with all multiple age people from multiple age groups they are at times they are they have a very um, just a high hello kind of a interaction with some people they interact more with some they have deep connections with being okay with that and isn't that true for all of us adults also like some are just acquaintances some are just high hello people some are close friends so just being okay with that 
with children too is crucial i have a follow up question to that uh, most of the unschooled and homeschooled children that i have worked with their one challenge is society okay society will tell them what you're not going to school you know are you are your parents crazy and i would like a response from both perspectives from the perspective of parents because there are people sort of because it's a social taboo and you're going against the social taboo uh, and then did you have to prepare your children to respond to such questions and your the children's perspectives on this question so whenever this question is asked to me i remember a time when a 7 8 year old girl had come and uh, told me oh your children don't go to school what will they become when they grow up my mother says wo log bai ho jayenge so then i had just kind of asked her what's wrong in being a bai bai is a person who does house help you know helps out housekeeping jobs in a household so we like what's wrong is there something wrong in being in a, being a bai she said yeah you can't only uneducated people are bais so i left the conversation at that i engaged the girl in in the play that she was into with my daughter uh so that so i have been asked this question not only by adults but even by children and i just take it in my stride i don't let it bother me uh my daughter uh she went through a phase when we had shifted to this society and parents looked at her with curiosity and uh, they were also wary about their children being uh, playing with her uh so there were times when she used to feel very bad and she was hardly 5 6 years old and she used to feel bad that she's not being invited for birthday parties and chill parents often do are very wary about their children playing with her in the garden and many a time she is playing by herself so my mantra was to just listen to her and be patient so there were also times when i went to the garden and i played with her so that she wouldn't miss uh having other children around and then and slowly steadily things changed you know when you just let things to time without uh, overthinking or judging or blaming things just work out and over time now we've reached a phase where she she has four birthday invitations for next week on the same day and she is now thinking of which one to accept and so so it takes time one needs to have patience the world outside whenever they say see something new most often they are asking questions out of curiosity they are asking questions because of this is something way different from a normal way of living right so they might sound judgmental because of the lack of words they also come from a conditioned environment right so they are never going to have the right words to express what is going inside them so being okay with it and being just fine taking it in your stride and living each day as it comes helps so even with my old uh, my second son 
when he was at home they were like oh your son doesn't come out to play he doesn't want to play and when he would go out to play eh, then it would again be oh some weirdo is playing <laughs> with other children but you just take it in your stride you just okay with it you don't unnecessarily talk ill of the parents or ill of anybody else you just say that okay this is how they think it's okay it's fine and things change things are different i recently had a parent who came and told me you know my daughter constantly says i wish i was homeschooled like siddu because he gets so much freedom and he's allowed to do whatever he wants to and then the mother said but i can't do that it's not possible my whole life will collapse so i said you don't do it no then as long as the balance created in your house all of you all are happy the way you all are and the child is okay you're okay and you all have a great relationship with each other it's fine problem comes when your relationship gets hampered then you have to think about why it is being hampered what is causing problems in the relationship and then you work on it and as your daughter is growing she's going to become an adult soon she's 6, 15 16 so soon she's going to be 18 she's going to have to take decisions on her own and that is where you need to now start relooking at the way you force things on your daughter and make it more conversation based and just this conversation with the parent made the parent feel so relaxed and so said yeah there are times when i don't talk to my child i'm only telling her so i said yeah you have to talk you don't tell we don't we never tell so so yeah so these little little changes with the way you talk to people outside to help if you go on a blaming mode you you already judged them as bad beings then your inter- entire interaction is going to be that way so <laughs> all right so uh, we have come across uh, quite in depth understanding of uh, the perspective of a child who is a child the importance of their freedom but i think uh, when we talk about a family uh we also need to see the involvement of the father right so and especially when we talk about alternative education homeschooling unschooling it is not about only the mother and the child it's the entire family who goes through a huge process so can you throw some light on the involvement of your husband as an example ki what all he has uh, given into this process of unlearning learning home, home, um, unschooling and all so uh, fortunately for me my spouse has been my best friend all the time it's not i wouldn't say that our relationship has always been of best friends but we've grown to be best friends and we share with each other and take each other's opinions and uh, uh perspectives about everything not only about how to raise our children but also decisions around careers around the way the house is run what groceries to buy everything and we talk about everything in a very um very uh, warm way and accepting way so he i think more than because he comes from a very traditional background where adults have always decided how he lives his life so 
that does that did come into play when our children were born however the difference was that he always looked at the children as individuals who were alive and he loved spending time with them he loved doing things doing chores and uh, being with them since they were born so that was a positive because my children always felt warm with their father as their schooling and other experiences started coming in we would constantly have a chat over what happened at school today and uh, the bo- both of us would talk about it when the children weren't around and what we felt and how we felt about it and so on so he also maintained something constantly still maintains it that there are certain things that i know more than him and there are certain things that he knows he's he knows more than me so the things that he knows more about we have this way where he takes decisions around that so buying a car or buying a house or where to invest money and all that goes into his forte he does the research and so on whereas taking care of the house looking after the children comes very natural to me plus since i've been working with children so my understanding about how children develop and all is um is a lot more than uh, his understanding so a mutual respect that we both have uh, are good in different areas and to rely on that person to make decisions in that particular area so and the other element that we've always followed was that we both have to be on the same page especially when it concerns family matters so even if either one of us have some misgiving or a thought that says stop then we both stop and we are patient till we feel that we ha- we are ready to take the step so even pulling my children out from schools or um, even the step of uh, homeschooling them unschooling them has been taken when we both felt we were on the same page so that makes a huge difference uh, so he has always been supportive he does leave a lot around children to me and uh, uh, at times he does feel that being a father he has to uh, he has to guide them and he has to tell them uh, but somewhere you know since we look at this entire life as a journey and not as okay ye aisa ho gaya matlab aisa hi hai and this is how you are and not uh passing judgments so we let experiences unfold so okay you reacted in a way where you told your son or your daughter not to do something or to do something in a particular way now let's think about it how how has that affected them can we look at it differently can we do it differently and again this doesn't happen in a like you know a dialogue or you sit down and you talk about it it happens very naturally so that that respect that we have for each other and acceptance and it's not that 
only him but there are times when he feels i need to i could have behaved differently or i could have done something differently me being open to that also is very important and because we talk to each other we uh, we don't leave things uh, you know we just don't leave things uh, saying that ye aise hi hai ya wo waise hi hai so that again brings in a huge difference about how we look after our kids and how we raise them and so on most often i've seen that uh, we both have the same view we have the same thing okay children want this let's do it if they want it for this reason let's if we feel that okay maybe we need to have a dialogue with the child we need to talk with them about this we do that so it just and all this just happens in a very natural way it's no longer ki baitho baat karte hain and then you take a decision so it's never like that so that so yeah role of my spouse or chaitanya in this entire journey has been of being an equal partner of relying on me also respecting me respecting the children and being with us in the entire journey as a complete part of it so yeah okay so to conclude the episode what i can say is that my learning from this podcast is giving a lot of time to whatever we are doing whether it's our children's learning process the relation their understanding their freedom i think's happen at the right time uh and uh, giving that time giving that space giving that freedom bringing in discussion chat all these things goes hand in hand and these are all equally important wonderful so thank you so much uh for all the sharing and all my best wishes and uh, thank you for hosting us for two days yesterday we recorded uh, with hasmuk and today we are recording with we with you and hopefully in the future also we'll record few more exciting podcast at your place thank you so much have a great night you're most welcome and the team harshad hmm and the mr paul also <laughs> which which chaitanya made <laughs> Okay. thank you thank you so much it, it's always a joy to be on your episodes and events i think i started with you all only the first one that i did was with you